Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Welcome once again. Welcome once again. We're still continuing the subject of faith. So this morning, you know, as we heard from the excerpts from last week, we were going into the subject of faith. And I want to start with this with this opening prayer with this song. The Bible says, where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is. The Spirit of the Lord is in our midst. Because we have not gathered in the name of any man, because we have gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so the scripture says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. The Spirit of the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. It says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, the Bible says he said he will bring you to all the truth. He will make known to you what is yet to come. He will testify about the Lord Jesus. And because we have the Spirit in us, because the Bible says, how do we know that God is with us? And the scripture says, we know it because He has given us of His Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. And because His Spirit is in this place, this morning, I want you to open up your heart. I want you to open up your heart. That is where if you have accepted the Lord Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is resident in your heart. And so I want you to open up your heart as we zone into a time of fellowship with Him. And then after that, we're going to feed on the Word of God so that you can receive the benefit of the Word. So that the Word of God can take root in your heart. It's when you have the substance and the evidence of the Word of God in your heart. That is when you have readiness of faith. And that is the subject that we're discussing. So this morning I want you to open up your heart. And as we, we learned last week. That we have to examine our heart. In Luke 24 the two disciples. Who had missed the glory. Because of unbelief. When they were taught the word of God. The Bible says afterwards when they saw. The temporary glory of the, of the, of the son of God. The Lord Jesus. They began to examine their heart. And they said, were the hearts burning within us? As he opened our understanding to the scriptures. That was the focus last week. That we should examine our hearts as the word of God comes to us. We have to examine our hearts to see whether the word is taking root in our heart. Because you can't hear the word if the word is just in your mind. It will not yield any results. It's when the word is in your heart because faith is of the heart. Faith resides in a heart, not in a mind. So examine your heart. Examine your heart. Open up your heart right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you read the book of Hebrews. The scripture says, is that when they were in the wilderness, they tested the Lord in the times of trial. Because he said, I will, I will, I will not reveal myself to them. They shall not enter my rest because your heart is always going astray. Which means that the Lord is interested in our heart. He's interested in our heart. In the word of God, if you allow your heart to receive the word, then I can tell you by evidence of the word that the glory of the Lord will be revealed in your life. That whatever situation that you're going through, glory to God, whatever you want God to do for you, his glory will be revealed. And you will see the full manifestation of his power in your life. And so this morning, open up your heart. Open up your spirit to receive 
the word of God. The Bible said the entrance of his word giveth light. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Spirit of a living God. Father, this morning we have met in your name. Open up our heart. Draw us closer to you. That we may understand your mysteries. Lord, no man can understand your word unless you enable them. And what we read in Luke 24, that this disciple, the Lord taught them. And now Christ Jesus is still the teacher through the Holy Spirit. He said when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will bring you into all the truth. He will testify about me. He said he will make known to you what is yet to come. And he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, about righteousness and about judgment. He said about judgment. Because now, the prince of this world, Satan, stands condemned. <laughs> and the scripture tells us, in 2 Peter 1, verse 3, that the, your divine power, O oh God, has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of you. We can only come into that by revelation knowledge of you. So this morning we ask, Holy Spirit of God, take absolute control of the atmosphere. Take absolute control of our heart and our minds and our bodies. Saturate us. And the Lord said, he said, Father, truly, Father, I sanctify myself. He said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So, Father, Lord, oh God Almighty, this is what you have mandated us. He said, you go speak my word. But my spirit will testify concerning the word. Great mighty one, great mighty Holy Spirit of God, speak to us this morning. Open up our heart to receive the glory. Open up our heart to receive the anointing of the word. And let the substance of the word be embedded in our heart and in our minds. That we will walk in the light. For it is written that we are children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And so Father, we have meant to find out what pleases you. We have meant to understand your mysteries concerning faith. For it is written that the just shall live by faith. And so we set our heart to know your word, for your word is truth, and your word is life. We thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your anointing and your power in the name of Jesus. We come against the principalities and powers, the rulers of the dark world, the battles with our mind, battles with our heart, battles even with our body. The Lord, even as your word goes forth, O oh God, that you set hearts free. You set minds free, that you set bodies free, because the entrance of your word gave it light. He said the light shines in darkness, and no darkness has ever overcome it. That the light of your word set every heart free, set every mind free, set every body free in the name of Jesus. For it is written, through the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and so Father we thank you that you have heard us we thank you this is the confidence we have in approaching you John said that if we ask anything according to your will that you hear us that if we know that we you hear us that we know that we have what we've asked of you that is the word of faith that is the word of faith and so therefore we believe that we have received the abundance of your word, the revelation of your word, to come into faith, to receive your glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so last week, um, we, we, we took off on a, a different path as, as I have um, in my notes. Uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to move. And so last week, the focus of the discussion was on examining our heart. We're still discussing the subject of faith, but the focus on examining our heart to see whether the word of God is taking root in our heart. And, and, now, and we use Luke 24 where two disciples, because of unbelief, because of a lack of understanding, the right understanding of the word of God, they took, they could not see the glory of the Lord. And so therefore, the glory of the Lord, the Bible says that the, the spirit of the Lord kept them from recognizing the glory. But as we saw that when Jesus taught them, afterwards they examined your heart. And I believe the Holy Spirit put that word in there so that we can know when the word of God is actually taking root in our heart. They said, weren't our heart burning within us as you open our understanding to the scriptures? So which means that once your, uh, your understanding, you are being renewed, once the word of God is taking root in your heart, there is a conviction, that burning of your heart is, is a deeper conviction of the word of God. Whenever the word of God is taking root in your heart, there, there is an inner conviction. That is when you know that the word is getting into your heart. And that is where the word should be. And that is where you can build your faith. That is where you can have readiness of faith. And so we still continue on the subject of faith. And so this morning, I want to reread our main theme scripture, which is Hebrews 11, the verse 1. And it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we've learned that there are three components or important words in this subject uh, and this definition of faith given by the Apostle Paul. The first thing is hope. The second thing is the substance of the word of God. And the other thing is evidence of the word and where the evidence resides. And what we've learned is that faith starts with hope. And what we learned last week is that hope says, hope is, the hope is anticipating that something would happen. But the scripture does not tell us that the just shall live by hope. It says the just shall live by faith. Does it mean that hope is not important? No. Hope is important because there is hope in faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you start with hope. You're hoping for something. And last week, and I will reiterate this. Last week I said that what you find most commonly among Christians is hope. What you find most commonly among Christians is hope. But a lot of Christians do not transition from hope to faith. And what we learned is that once you, once you don't transition from hope to faith, you begin to depend on the physical manifestation in order to believe the word of God. But 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Which means that if you're looking for a physical evidence in order to believe the word of God, you're walking in unbelief. And the Bible says with unbelief, you can never see the glory of the Lord. And so then what do we do with our hope? How do we transition from hope to faith? The scripture says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
So you start with hope. You hope for something. And that hope even comes from the word of God. That hope comes from you believing in Christ. And so the Apostle Paul says, hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has been poured into our heart. Because of the love of God in your heart. Because you know that God will take care of you. Because you know that God will give you something. So you have hope of God doing something for you. But what the scripture tells us is that we should not just stay in hope. It, is, it starts with hope. It starts with that expectation that God will do something for you. But then when you believe, glory to God, when you're able to align, and not able to align doesn't mean that everything that we hope for aligns with the word of God. It means that you have to examine what you're hoping for to see whether it aligns with the word of God. Once you find the word and what you're hoping for aligns with the word of God, then you have faith. Then you have fulfilled the first part of faith. You, have, you don't have the fullness of faith yet because the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for. And we know that faith, Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you have the word, and you have something that you're hoping for and it aligns with the word of God. You have fulfilled the first part of faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now you have, you have put the substance of the word of God to what you're hoping for and it aligns perfectly. But there is, this is where you transition from hope to faith. Now that you have the word aligned with what you're hoping for, the next thing you have to do is believe the word. And how do you believe the word? With your heart. Because Romans 10 tells us that it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You have to start by believing the word. And that believing the word, the word should take root in your heart. And so when you believe the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for, then you come to the readiness of faith. But the first thing that happens is that you would have evidence of what you're hoping for. Evidence in your heart. And when you have the evidence of the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for in your heart, then you have readiness of faith. This is faith. And so you begin to understand that faith, what a lot of people think is faith, is not faith at all. Maybe it's faith based on the knowledge of the world. But when it comes to scripture, the spiritual definition of faith, this is faith. is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And why do we keep talking about faith? Because the scripture says, the just shall live by faith. Because it is written, Hebrews 11. He said, without faith, Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. And I firmly believe that the reason why a lot of blessings are delayed is because God is waiting on people to have faith. You read through our scripture. You read Matthew 8. When Jesus met the centurion, Jesus said, he said, he said Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Faith. It's very important in order to see the glory of the Lord. This is why the scripture said that just shall live by faith. He said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. This is why we, we continue to discuss this subject. Because I want us to be able to dig, dig deep. 
deep into the word of God to understand what this faith is. Once you're able to come to the point of the understanding of faith based on scripture, you can examine your life, everything you're doing in your life and apply and see whether you can apply faith there. Faith applies to every situation in our lives. Hallelujah. And so, that is the definition of faith. Once you have the word of God, believe the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for. But first, you have to hope for something. You can hope for healing. You can hope for financial breakthrough. You can hope for anything else. But until you have the word, align yourself with the word of God. Believe the word of God. And what, what, what we learned last week is, is a sign of how you can tell whether you are believing the word of God. It's when you, you begin to get the evidence of the word of God. There's something that moves in your heart as the word comes to you. As, you. as you read the word of God. As you meditate on the word of God. Even as you hear the word of God like this morning. Even as you hear the word. There is something that begins to stare within you. It is the spirit of God that stirs up your spirit and brings your spirit into enlightenment of the word of God. And that is what the scripture said we should do. It said, examine your heart to see whether the word is taking root in your heart. And when the word of God takes root in your heart, the Bible says you're, open to, you're able to open up your heart and the glory of the Lord will be revealed unto you. Because now you have come to the point of readiness of faith. But I want to take you further. Now that we have understood what faith is, that faith starts with hope. Now, how can we tell? Because we're talking about evidence. The scripture says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So which means that when you're hoping for something and you align the word of God to it, it should produce evidence in your heart. The question is, how can I tell that I have the evidence of the word of God in your heart? How can I tell? The first thing is what we learned last week. Examine your heart. If there is an inward conviction, the, the, the disciples, the two disciples, they put it this way. He said, weren't our heart burning within us as you open our understanding to the scriptures? And so you will come to a point of understanding the word of God. You see, your heart begins to turn within you. Then you begin to understand the word. That is where it starts. There is an understanding that comes to you based on the word of God. And that you begin to have a heart, your heart burning within you, have, have a, a conviction within your heart. That is when you know that the word is sinking deep in your heart. But then how can you tell that now that I have readiness of faith? Now I have heard the word enough because the scripture says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. The reason why the scripture keeps it in a continuous form is because sometimes people may hear the word. The word may produce a, a, a substance in your heart. But that, that you need more of the word for you to come to the point of readiness. You see, when you read, when we, what we read in Luke 24, those two disciples, when they had a conviction of the word, the burden of their heart, they began to examine themselves. And the Bible says they went back. Because of the understanding that they gained from the word of God, they went back to where the Lord had told them to wait. And so one of the things that you realize is that once you come to understanding of the word of God, it will bring you to a point of where the action you need to take in order to bring the full glory. 
because what they saw was a temporary glory. And I believe sometimes this is what happens to Christians. That we get a little understanding of the word of God. That the glory of the Lord will be revealed. A temporary miracle. A temporary glory. A temporary breakthrough may, may, may be released into our life. That glory will, is so that you will know that the word of God is true. But that is an invitation for you to come into the word more. So this is why faith said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what the Apostle Paul says in Romans, Romans 1, Romans 2. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. You see, believes. And he said, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that, is, that comes by faith, that is from faith to faith. You see, there is a level of faith. But there is more because everything that we do in this life as believers has to be by faith. And so you can start with one level of faith. But if you don't build on that faith, you can lose the glory of God. And so it is good to examine yourself in every situation too for you to know whether the word of God, what God says you should do, what the word of God says is actually taking root in your heart. And when the word of God, one of the things that you realize is that when you come into understanding a deeper revelation of the word of God, you begin to see that you will turn around, that you now begin to walk in the light. Because the Bible says whoever walks in the light will not stumble. The disciple knew that they needed to wait in Galilee for the Lord. They needed to wait in Jerusalem for the Lord. And so they, they got up and went back. They stopped whatever they were doing at the in the village of, of, of Emmaus and went back to where the Lord wanted them to be. And when they went there, the Bible says that Jesus appeared to them. Why? Because now they had come, they had acted in alignment with the word of God. And this is just a teaser. I, I, I will get into deep, deeper what we'll get deeper as we talk about how the application of faith. But what I wanted to get to you is that how can you tell that you have readiness of faith? And the first point is that examine your heart. Is the word of God taking root in your heart? And if the word of God has taken root in your heart, there is evidence of faith. There is evidence of the readiness of faith. And that evidence. I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 gives us the evidence of faith. This was the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesus about the armors of God. And he, even the armors of God that the Apostle Paul was giving the church in Ephesus was the fact that the, the, those armors were supposed to bring them in faith. The whole armor of God is so that you will come to the point of faith. Because everything we do is by faith. This is why the scripture says, the just shall live by faith. And so the whole armor of God was so that they will come to the point of faith. Let's see. Let's examine this. Let's look at the first evidence of, of faith. How can you tell that you have readiness of faith? And by the revelation of the word of God. Revelation of the word made known by the power of the spirit, we will, we will recognize what the sign, there's a sign of readiness of faith. There is a sign of readiness of faith. If you have readiness of faith, the spirit of Lord through the word have made known to us how you can tell. Let's find out. The verse 10, Hebrews 6, the verse 10. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me there. He said, finally, be strong in the Lord. 
And I always emphasize on this one because sometimes in the natural, people try to be strong in themselves. If you were strong by your own ability, you would not have even gone into that problem by your, that problem that you have. And so that is a, is a sign that you cannot be strong in yourself because if I were strong to prevent anything else, I would not let sickness come to my body. I would not let confusion come to my body. I would not let um, uh, all the crazy situations that happen in life come to my body because I do not have the strength in myself. And so the scripture says, be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. And he said, and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God, the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And what I said and what we're going to learn here is that the full armor of God is so that you come to the point of faith. The whole armor that we're going to discuss is so that you come to the point of faith. And here, by the teachings given by the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus, which is also to us, because the church in Ephesus, we're believers. And we are believers. And so this is for us. We realize that there is a sign of readiness of faith. And what I always say, that if anything cannot be backed by Scripture, if anything is not is contrary to the Word of God, reject it, no matter who is telling you. He said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Why we should be strong in the Lord and put on the full armor of God? Because what we see in the natural is not a battle that started in the natural. It's just a manifestation of a battle in the spirit that is manifesting in the natural. And so he said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly realms. This, these are the powers, these are the principalities that we fight against. But you go say these things to someone in the natural. They will think you're crazy. Because what they're seeing is the physical. And so the Apostle Paul says, he said, we fix our eyes. Or not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. There is battle going on in the spirit that you cannot see with your naked eye. But those battles, when they have fully yielded results, manifest in the natural. But God, who is the spirit? You see, our father is a spirit. And he has given us the deposit of his spirit so that we can have access to the things of the spirit. And by gaining access to the things of the spirit, we can trans translate. We can transform. We can change plans that are happening in the spirit so that we get the right result in the natural. I hope this makes sense. He said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. These are the powers that we're fighting against. And so 2 Corinthians 4, the verse 4 says, the apostle Paul says, he said, in whom the God of this world, Satan is the God of this world. How does Satan operate in the world? Through the minds of people? The same way the Spirit of God is in us and operates through us. In Philippians 2, the verse 13 said, It is God who works in us to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Therefore, those who do not have the Spirit of Christ, the Bible says, if anyone does not belong to Christ, anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. And so, therefore, they are subject to the manipulation by the devil. And so, the devil can cause them to do things that are evil. Which means that these things are being controlled by evil forces that act in the earth, that operates in the mind, that operates in the bodies of men. 
And so he said, don't focus on the flesh and blood. Don't focus on human beings because our battle is not with human beings. He said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Let's read on. The verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Not a partial armor. The full armor. And let's look at what the full armor entails. It says, so that when the day of evil comes, because the Bible says the devil rolls around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so the day of evil will come. The devil is always trying and fighting against the people of God. He said, therefore, put on the full, full armor so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, you see, after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. And this scripture touches my heart so very much. Because sometimes the battles we face may not be won once, one time. Sometimes you have to keep standing. I've had situations where I have prayed for myself. Where I was expecting healing instantly. I prayed the first prayer, nothing happened. Second prayer, nothing happened. Third prayer was when I began to see the manifestation of the word. That's why the scriptures say continue to stand. Is it then the, the first, when I did not understand, fully understand the word of God, I thought, God, why? You are the all-powerful God and your word is true. Why is it that when I'm speaking the word of God, that I'm not able to see the manifestation of it instantly? You remember in the scriptures that Jesus told one time to the disciples that they asked Jesus, they, they, a, a boy was, someone was brought to them and they could not cast the evil spirit out. In one situation, Jesus said, because you have so little faith. In another situation, Jesus said, this requires prayer. Sometimes we have to stand in prayer based on the word of God for some time before we see the manifestation of the word. Hallelujah. And so this is what the Apostle Paul says. After you've done everything to stand, continue to stand. Because if you don't continue to stand and you fall back into unbelief, the glory, you will lose the glory. The glory will be kept from you. He said, continue to stand firm. And he tells us what we should stand firm with. What we should stand firm with? The armors of God. The first one, he said, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt of truth buckled around your waist. What is a belt used for? A belt is used to secure your clothing. And what is this truth that the Apostle Paul is talking about? John 17. If you have your Bible, turn with me to John 17. We're going to do a lot of scriptural evidence because this is teaching. John 17. Jesus was praying for all of us believers. John 17. If you read, if you have it, NIV, it starts by this. He said, Jesus prays uh, to be glorified. And then Jesus, you, you come to the verse, he said, Jesus prays for his disciples. We are the disciples of Christ. And I read from, from the verse 15 for you to understand that this was a prayer that the Lord said for all of us. John 17, the verse 15. I, I start from the verse 15. He said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one this is a prayer of jesus for us not that god should take us out of this world but that he protects us from the evil one is that they are not of the world see we are not of this world 
even as I am not of it. And the verse 17 is where I want you to pay attention. He said, sanctify them by the truth. You see, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6 is telling us that we should stand firm with the belt of truth. The belt of truth buckled around our waist. A belt is used to secure us, which means we should stand with the truth which secures us. What is this truth that the Apostle Paul is talking about? Jesus explaining this truth to us. He said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So the truth that the Apostle Paul is talking about is with the word of God. And so he said, secure yourself with the word of God. What you secure yourself with is not with prayer. What you secure yourself with is not with your mind. What you secure yourself with is not with wealth. What you secure yourself with is not the words of men. What you secure yourself with is the word of God. Jesus has said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So it is the word of God that secures us. The word of God is what is the truth. He said, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. And listen to this. There are people who read it and say Jesus was just praying for the disciples who were with them. Let's read on to the verse from the verse 20. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. You see, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So anyone who believes in the gospel of Christ, anyone who believes in Jesus, this prayer is for all believers. He said that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and I, you are, you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe. That you have sent me. Glory to God. This, this prayer keeps me, um, it, 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 it comforts me. When I read this prayer of the Lord Jesus, it comforts me. Because he prayed that the truth will sanctify us. And this truth is the word of God. You see, even now as we feed on the word of God, we're being sanctified. Is it our, mind, our minds are being renewed? Our spirits are being sanctified. He said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So what the Apostle Paul is saying here is that stand firm and secure yourself with the word of God. This is what he means when he says the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The truth of the gospel about Christ. The word of God. Let's look at the second armor with the breastplate of righteousness in place. What is the breastplate? Breastplate just means something to protect your chest. And the chest is where the heart is. And so the revelation, the understanding that I get from here, the Bible says, although your body is subject to death because of sin, but the spirit gives life because of righteousness. He said, protect your chest with the righteousness. This righteousness is not our own righteousness. This righteousness also comes by faith. Righteousness through Christ. Righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus. This righteousness comes by faith. He says, secure yourself with this righteousness because it is this righteousness that gives us eternal life. So what the Apostle Paul is telling the church is that you protect your chest with that breastplate of righteousness because your heart is where life is. And this righteousness gives you life. And so he said, protect your life with the righteousness because it is the righteousness of God that gives you life, that gives you eternal life. 
which means be completely secured in Christ Jesus. You have to be in him. Hallelujah. And so he said, stand firm with the word of God. Buckle around your waist. The breastplate of righteousness in place. Have the eternal life of God and the word of God. And listen to the third one. The third armor. The verse 15. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Why does he call this the gospel of peace? And so here, the revelation we get here is that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. How do we know? Read on. The verse 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And so this whole armor of God was so that we will come to the point of faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to see the glory of God. Without faith, it is impossible to even fight the devil. And so he said, put on this full armor so that you come to the point of faith. And this point of faith, he said, how you can tell that you have come to the point of readiness of faith is that the righteousness of God, glory to God, which gives you life, and the word will produce in you peace. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so this, if you want to be able to tell whether the word of God has produced evidence in you, if you want to tell if you have readiness of faith, it manifests by peace. It manifests by peace. And so the whole point of the armor of God the full armor of God was so that we will come to the point of faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. And so the Apostle Paul was giving this revelation to the church in Ephesus so that they will know that when you have the word of God, when you are secured with the word of God, and when you have the righteousness of Christ Jesus protecting your heart, because the Bible says, he said, he said, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Why do you have to guard your heart with the righteousness of God? Because faith is of the heart. Faith is not of the mind. And so when you have, when you are secured with the word and with the righteousness of God, then it means that now the word, the word, the word, which is the gospel of Christ, should produce peace in your heart. And he said, that is why he said, readiness of peace. He said, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So that is a sign that you're ready. So if you want to know that you're ready to exercise your faith, don't, the scripture said don't look for the physical manifestation. Look for the sign of peace. Look for the peace. And what is this peace? The peace is a conviction. The peace is a conviction within the heart. And this is why I said that we have to examine our heart. And the reason why we examine our heart is so that we would be able to tell whether we have peace. When you have peace in your heart, what manifests by peace, and this is from evidence, that although the situation may not, may not have been fully resolved, although what you're looking for God to do for you may not, may not have been resolved in the physical realm yet, not that it's not going to be resolved. It will be resolved, but it may not have manifested in the physical yet, but you have evidence of it because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence 
evidence of things not seen. When you have the peace, it means that now you have the evidence of the word of God in your heart. Because you have readiness of faith. The peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And so the problem may not be over over yet. But for some reason, you're not bothered by it. For some reason, you are not scared. For some reason, you have peace. And that peace is a sign that the word of God has taken root in your heart. He said, when you have protected yourself, when you have secured yourself with the armor of God, which is the first and foremost, the word of God, you would have evidence of peace. And that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Because in verse 16, he said, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. You see that he did not say that take up the faith, uh, shield of faith in the beginning. He started to describe the armors, and then now he said, now that you're ready with peace, now take shield of faith. Why? Because that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. If you don't have readiness of faith, no matter how much you want to act, you will not see the glory of God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. And so that is the first scriptural evidence of of the readiness of faith. The readiness of faith, how you can tell is that it manifests by peace. And I want us to look at another evidence because the Holy Spirit, because this is so important, the scriptures is filled with the revelation of this. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So now we've looked at one scripture in Ephesians 6, testifying that peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Let's look at Philippians 4, the verse 6. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Philippians 4, the verse 6. Philippians 4, the verse 6. This was the Apostle Paul's letter to the church, uh, the Philippian church. And describing to them, teaching them some revelation of the word. And I start from the verse 4, because I think the word, this word is so good. The verse 4. And I hope you're there with me. He said, rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again. Rejoice. He said, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And the verse 6 is where I want you to pay attention. He said, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. You read other text or other translation. It says, be anxious about nothing. He said, be ash, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You see? And I want you to ask yourself this question. And I ask a lot of questions when I'm studying the word of God. Because as you ask the questions, the spirit of the Lord will begin to bring the understanding because he is the spirit of truth. Ask yourself, why is it that when you, when you present your petition to God, when you ask God for something, why does the Apostle Paul write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? This is, this is not the words of Paul. This is an inspiration of the spirit. This was spoken through the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit. That when you present your petition to God, God does not give you what you ask for first. He gives you peace first. 
ask yourself why. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Because without the peace born out of the word of God, you will not have readiness of faith to receive. Because God is a God of faith. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So he gives you the peace so that you would have readiness of faith to receive what you have asked for. And so he said this peace will guard your heart and your mind. This peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Why? Because faith is of the heart. And the mind is where we receive information from. When you're studying the word, the word first goes through the mind. And so Romans 12 verse 2 said, he said, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? When you're supposed to you renew your mind with the word of God. And when your mind is renewed with the word of God, the word transitions out of the mind to the heart. Because the mind feeds the heart. And so if you don't guard your heart, your, if you don't guard your mind, the information that gets to your heart will be corrupted. And this is why he said, renew your mind with the word of God. And so he said, when you present your petition to God, be anxious about nothing. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. And the question is, why doesn't God give us what we ask for when we ask for it? He gives us peace first. Why? Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God gives us this peace so that we have readiness of faith to receive. Because when you have unbelief, even if the glory of the Lord is presented right next to you, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord will keep you from recognizing that glory. And I believe, and I'm fully convinced because of Scripture, and by the evidence that the Lord has taught me, that sometimes the glory of the Lord may be right next to us, but a lot of people do not have readiness of faith. They do not have peace born out of the word of God. And so they, they are, their eyes are kept from recognizing the glory. That Their eyes are kept from recognizing the blessings of God. The blessings are delayed because they do not have faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive anything from God. And so a lot of people end up in saying, it is not God's will. How do you know that it's not God's will? Even when you don't even know the word of God. When they don't receive what they're expecting for, what they hoped for, they say it's not God's will. You see, they were in hope. They never transitioned to faith. If they had transitioned to faith, they would know that faith, one of the ways that you can see that faith manifests by peace. Faith manifests by peace in your heart. And so this is why the scriptures were looking at the evidence of faith in you. And the Bible says that one of the ways that you can tell or how you can tell that you have readiness of faith is that the word of God will produce peace in you. That peace is not that a problem has already been resolved. The peace is not that all what you're looking for has already manifested in the natural. But that peace is a sign to you based on the word of God that now you have a conviction in your heart that you have what you've asked of God. Because first John tells us, he said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have what we've asked of him. Not we're going to have. Because we have is a language of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you're hoping for something, 
and you align that what you're hoping for is able to align with the word of God. The Bible says you have evidence of what you're hoping for in alignment with the word in your heart because faith is of the heart. When you have the evidence of the word in your heart, what we're learning is that it will manifest by peace and that peace will guard your heart and your mind. That peace is a sign of readiness of faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God because God knows that not everything will manifest right there and then. Not everything will manifest fully right there and then. And so he gives you his peace so that you do not transition into unbelief. He gives you his peace for you to know that he has heard you. For you to know that you have what you've asked of him. And so Jesus also taught us a prayer in Mark 11 verse 24. And you read from the verse 23 said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move from here to there and it shall be so. He said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you shall ask for. And I want you to examine this. I want you to listen to this word proclaimed by the Lord Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. You see, that is a prayer of faith. Faith is that you have it. But how can you tell that you have it? The evidence has to be in your heart. Faith is the substance of the spirit. That's what the scripture says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. God is a God of faith. So he said, when you ask in faith, asking in faith means that when you ask, you have evidence that you have it. You have evidence that you have it. This is why he said, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. Why? Because Jesus was trying to teach us about faith. That if you believe that you have it, then it means that you have faith that God will do for you. And how can you believe that you have something? You can only come to the point of faith by the word of God. Because Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is not you telling yourself. A lot of Christians say, oh, I believe God will do it. That is not faith. God will do it. It's not faith. It's not. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not in the Bible. There is no way that God said that I'm going to give you something. He said, let's go to, I want to show you something. Go to, turn with me to 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. And I wanted to show you something. And after that, I'll show you another evidence. And we're still on the subject of faith. Because this is very important. Once you're able to come to understanding of this, you begin to see that a lot of the things that we ask for, we can easily get it. Why? Because God has given to us. Let's listen to this. This was, the, was Peter, Peter's last letter to the church. This is Peter writing to believers, Christians, people who, are, who believe in Christ. Listen to this. The further verse 2, and I like to read from the verse 2 because this word is good. The verse 2 says, grace and peace be yours in abundance. You see, the peace has come here again. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you gain knowledge of God? Through the word. Through the word. You gain knowledge of God through the word. And he said, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God. And so the more you gain knowledge, why? Because faith comes by the word of God. You gain knowledge of God through the word. And so the more you gain knowledge, faith is the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the more you gain knowledge of God, the more you receive this peace because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Here's another evidence. 
Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That was not even what I wanted you to take note of. But the Holy Spirit made known. The Holy Spirit is just trying to keep our understanding to this. Through the knowledge of God. Through the knowledge of God. Through the word of God. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. The verse 3 said, His divine power. And I want you to listen to it because this is a language of faith. Because, and I believe, this is, this is a language of faith. And I believe this was born out of the Spirit of God because of, of, the, of the statement. Anywhere that you see in a scripture, the whole scripture is filled, it's, 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 a, it's a word of faith. The whole Bible is a word of faith. And so you see that everything that is written in scripture is in absolute terms or in the present tense. You, you read what the scripture says, that by his stripes we were healed. Why? But you're still sick in your body. Why does scripture say you were healed? Because it's a language of faith. It's a language of faith. Faith is not going to be. Hope is going to be. Hope is expectation. Expecting something. But the scripture said that the scripture does not tell us that just shall live by hope. And later on, by revelation that the spirit of the Lord has opened my eyes to, I will make known to you, we are going to study how you can transition from hope to faith. Let's look, let's, let's listen. A lot of Christians live by hope. God will do something for me. This will happen for me. That's hope. But there's nowhere in scripture that the scripture tells us to live by hope. Hope is good because there is hope in faith. What is the spiritual definition of faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance. New King James Version. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You start with hope. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You start with hope. But when you align with your hoping for with the word of God and you believe the word, you would, should have evidence of the word. In your heart. Then you transition from hope to faith. We're going to see from scriptural evidence. People who were able to apply this word. This word. Transition from hope to faith. Now let's look at this. The verse 3. Second Peter 1 the verse 3. Is that His divine power has given us everything we need. You read that translation. You can just. That pertains to life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him. God's divine power has given to us. You see, he did not say going to give us. His divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue. Who called us by his own glory and virtue and goodness. Called us by his own what glory. Through our knowledge of him. You see, this is a statement of faith. Not that God is going to give you through the knowledge of him. He has given us because his word is a word of faith. And so once you believe the word, you are believing what has already been given to you. And Jesus said, this is what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore I tell you, that whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. In 1 John, let's, go, let's read that scripture too. Let, let me read on because the, the, there's, there's something here, explanation here based on this word. His divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of him. So you see here that you cannot come to the point of knowing that God has given you everything until you have gained knowledge. And how does this knowledge of God come? 
through the word of God. And how does faith come? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the more you feed on the word of God, the more you're building your faith. And the more you know that God has given to you everything. And so one of the ways that you can tell that somebody does not have faith, that the word of God is not in some, someone, is that they don't talk faith. They talk hope. They talk hope. Because the love of God is in your heart. The Apostle Paul said, hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has been poured into our heart. You believe in Christ. The Spirit of God is in you. And so you know that God will do something for you. That is hope. But he did not say the just shall live by that hope. Why? Because hope is anticipating that something will happen. Faith is. You have it. How do you then transition from anticipating that something will happen to when do you have it? Is only when you believe the word of God in alignment with what you're hoping for, then you transition from hope to faith. And I believe, I believe a lot of Christians are living in hope. I have seen it. I have prayed with people who had hope. And I said a prayer many times. I said a prayer with the strength, with every strength, quote all scripture, nothing. And I've seen people healed instantly. And I said a prayer in faith based on the word of God. But because of the knowledge of the word that I knew, and I want to give this example and later on I'll give the full details. We'll go back to the word. Based on the revelation that the Lord, the Holy Spirit had given me through the word, I knew that a person was hanging on hope. And so no matter, so no matter the amount of prayer that I had said for the person, the sickness will still be there. I prayed for the person. And then a mom after, right after the prayer, Oh, I hope God heals me. Oh, this sickness began to weep. Why? Because they didn't know that they are healed. They didn't know. They did not believe the word of God. The word had not taken root in their heart yet. So what did I, what did I do? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I knew that no amount of prayer that I, I say for that, to that person will bring them to the point of faith to be healed. Because the word is already before I've said the word of faith. But she doesn't have faith. And so the Bible says people think that Jesus was able to heal all the time. The Bible says in Mark that Jesus in Nazareth, he could do no mighty work because they didn't have faith. He could do no mighty work except lay hands on a few people and got them healed. Why? Because of lack of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so the revelation that the Holy Spirit had given me. So then when the woman began to say, that I, oh, began to weep a lot of the time. You, re, you see is that when someone is hanging on hope, that there, there is frustration, there is weeping, there is a nagging. They're looking for a physical manifestation in order to believe on the word of God. And that is unbelief. Hope is not faith. Hope can be unbelief when you just stand in that hope and not transition from hope to faith. And so the one began to mourn, oh, I hope God's using it. Because after the prayer, I asked her, how do you feel now? He said, it's still there. Oh, I hope God heals me. Oh, then began to weep. And right then, then, it clicked just within my spirit because I knew the word that this woman is hanging on to hope. No amount of prayer will be able to set her free. And so now, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I stopped the prayer and I began to talk to her. I said, do you believe the word of God? She said, yes. And I said, you, are you sure you really believe? She said, I believe the word of God. She's a Christian. She believes in She's given her life to Christ. I said, okay. What does scripture say? And I quoted Isaiah 53. 
but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And so I asked her, scripture says you are healed. I have said the prayer for you and I began to explain to you why the, the symptoms are still there. I said the symptoms are still there because you have not, you are hanging on to hope. You are not receiving the word of God in your heart. And that is seen by what you're professing. The scripture says in Romans 10 verse 8 to 10, it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Until you profess the word of faith, you will not see the manifestation of faith. And later on, when we come to how to demonstrate faith, you realize that there are two ways to demonstrate faith. Faith by speaking the word of God and two, by acting on the word of God. You speak the word of God to situations that have already been fulfilled through Christ Jesus. And one of them is salvation. The other one is healing. Salvation was fulfilled on the cross of Calvary. So you realize that people who who don't know Christ Jesus when they hear the word salvation came by faith when he all of us when we did not know the Lord somebody talked to us about Christ when we believe the word we had a conviction of the word in our heart that is the evidence of the word of God in your heart that is readiness of faith and when we profess the word because then it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are, and are saved and so until you profess the word of God you can believe in your heart all you want until you put the word to action you you will not see the manifestation of it. And so the woman was only professing what she had in her heart, which was hope. And hope is not faith. So this is why the symptoms were still there. And so I began to teach her the word. And so you realize what we learned from last week, Luke 24, that because of unbelief, the glory of the Lord was kept from two disciples. Because of unbelief. But you, what we learned is that as Jesus began to teach them the word, Jesus taught them the word. And after that, they came to the point of faith. And the Bible says, and their eyes were opened and they saw the glory. Why? Because Jesus resurrected in a glorified state. And so you read through our scripture. You, read, you can read through our scripture. And this is a revelation the Holy Spirit brought to me. You read through our scripture. When Jesus resurrected, not everyone saw him. It's only the believers. Why? Because with unbelief, you can never see the glory of the Lord. Even if the glory is presented right next to you. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will keep you from recognizing it. They were only able to see Jesus because of the teachings. The teachings produced evidence before faith comes by the word of God. And so the Bible says Jesus began to teach them from Genesis throughout all the prophets. Jesus did not teach them, talk to them about his own words. He taught them the word of God. It is the word of God that brings faith. Because Jesus knew that without the word, they will not come to the point of faith. So what did I do? I began to teach this woman the word. And, and I said, that is what is written in the prophet Isaiah. The word is being fulfilled. Matthew 8. When Jesus went into Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was down with a fever. And so he bent over and rebuked the fever. Immediately, the fever left her. Why? The fever, they can hear the word of God. They don't hear you and I, our words. They hear the word of God because it's a word of, of faith. And the word is the spirit. Second Corinthians 3, verse 7 said, Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Psalm 119, verse 130 said, The entrance of the word of God give it light. John 1, verse 1 to 3 said, And the light shines in darkness. And no darkness has ever overcome it. The verse 4. is so whenever the word of God enters a man, and the person received the word. There is a light. Glory to God. Light. 
He said, the Bible calls us children of the light. Why? Because we have received the Son of God, the light. You read Matthew 4, the Bible says, when Jesus went to Capernaum, he said, that he said, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He said, O land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Wherever the word of God, because Jesus is the word. John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Wherever the word of God goes, Christ, the anointed, the word itself is anointed. So people waste their time hopping from one of God to another. And they have the word. The word itself is anointed. Glory to God. The word itself is anointed. If you only believe the word of God, you will see manifestation of his glory like never before. You will see miracles. And I believe the reason why we're not seeing miracles in the churches because people don't believe the word. They don't, they don't have faith. And without faith, it's impossible. You can cry all you want. So you have people have all these prayer meetings Hundred hours praying, nothing. How is that possible? That you pray for hundred hours and nothing happens. Why? Because they are not praying in faith. What is a faith prayer? Jesus said that if you remain in me and my words, they don't have the word in them. So they do not pray in accordance with the word. What the scripture said, the Ephesians 6 that we read, we read, if we read on from the verse 16, 15 to about the verse 17, the apostle Paul teaching the church in Ephesus about the armor of God. He said, Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And now pray in the spirit. So you see, you need a word before you pray. Because when you have the word and you pray, you pray in accordance with the word of God. And that is a prayer of faith. Because faith comes by the word of God. And now let me continue that story. And so as I taught her the word, brother to Matthew 8 verse 17, he said it is written that Jesus did all this during the evening. He brought all the sick people. And the Lord healed all of them. And those filled with impure spirit, he drove out the spirit with the word. And scripture says, this was to fulfill. You see, the word is already being fulfilled. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Because indeed, himself, Jesus of Nazareth, took up our infirmities and bore our disease. I said, now, do you see that the word of God said you are healed? And I'm going to explain to you why the sickness is still, that symptoms are still in your body. Because when I said the word of faith, the prayer for you, you didn't believe the word. If you believe the word, you would not be saying, I hope God heals me. And so now I began to let it. So as I said that, and, and by the revelation of the word, I began to sense within my spirit that her tone was changing. Now the mourning has stopped. And so I knew that the word is taking root in her heart. Glory to God. The word was taking root in her heart. And so her, I, I saw that the tone, her tone was changing. The tone. Just, she was in the emergency room. The doctors had done all the, the tests. They could not find out what was wrong. But she was feeling dizzy. Fever was rising. They could not find out what was going on. And so as I taught her the word, I began to see that her tone was changing. Why? Because the word was taking root in her heart. Whenever the word of God is taking root in her heart, and this is where, and the Holy Spirit had taught me this word. But I had, I had seen it in my life, but I had not seen the step-by-step -step manifestation of the word in anyone else before. And this was where the Holy Spirit began to demonstrate the word to me. And I said, now I see. So I began to let her profess the word of God. You see? Faith, Romans 10, it is with your heart that you believe. 
and I justify. Once you have the evidence of the word of God, literal will come to demonstration of faith and then will come to application of faith. So this subject of faith, we're taking our time. Every revelation that the Lord has made known to me, we're examining the scriptures to go deeper because if you understand this faith, blessed be the Lord God Almighty, you realize that, oh, our lives should be, your life should be full of joy. You should ask. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be open. I like to take the word of God in face value. Ask. And I, at one time, when the Holy Spirit brought a deeper revelation of the word to me, I asked. Right then, then I asked. The next day, I saw the manifestation of the word. The next day, the prayers answered instantly. Glory to God. Glory to God. The word of God works. Jesus said, we speak of what we know. We testify to what we have seen. But we're so busy in the world, we do not spend time on the word. We don't. I included. If we only spend time with the word of God, feed on the word, meditate on the word. Ask yourself what someone says in the someone. Say, blessed are they that meditate on the word. For they shall be like a tree planted by streams of water that bear fruit in season. Their leaves do not wither. And whatever they do, prosper. It is impossible for you to have the word of God in you. And whatever you touch will not be blessed. It's not possible. I have seen it's not possible. Where the word of God is, there is always glory because his word is anointed. What does scripture say? The Bible says God confirmed his word through the signs and wonders that followed the ministry of the apostles. He did not confirm Peter. He did not confirm the apostle Paul. He confirmed his word. Peter healed the layman at the temple gate called beautiful. He said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. What did he have? The name of Jesus. Jesus is the living word. This word, this word of God reveals the living word. The written word reveals the living word of God. And so the more you feed on the word of God, the more the word Christ is revealed in you. So the apostle Paul says, Christ was revealed in me, not to me. Because John 17 that we read, Jesus says, so so that father, we may be in them. Jesus says, you are in me, so that we may be in us. Jesus prayed for us that we will be in him. Hallelujah. And even what we read, he said, in Christ Jesus, in Christ, faith in Christ. As so Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. He had the word, the living word. He said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And you read on, people stop there. You read on, Peter began to explain to the people when they surrounded him, they thought Peter had done the miracle. And you see that these days, when a man of God, when God uses somebody to bless people, people surround him as if the person is by their person, the person's own ability or godliness. And these men, out of ignorance, I don't know, out of ignorance of the word of God, they think it is by themselves. You know, begin to take all the glory. That's dangerous. So I always tell people, you know, it's not me. I can speak thousand words. Nothing will happen. But if I speak the word of God in faith, that is when you see the manifestation of the glory of God. So Peter began to explain to the people, it is the faith that comes through the name of the Lord Jesus. There is faith in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus, the name has been exalted above every name. There are the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth. And under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And so when you actually put the word of God to work, it brings glory to God. And so what did I do? I knew 
that now I taught her the word. But in order for the word, in order for her faith to be complete, in order for her faith to be translated out of the spirit into full manifestation, she needed to release it. And how do you release your faith? Speak the word of God. Speak in alignment with the word of God. So I began to tell her, say this after me. Father, I thank you that I am healed. Father, I thank you that you have healed me, that your word is true. Why? Because now she's speaking the word of God. Because the word said, by his stripe that I'm healed. So if you say, by his stripe, I am healed. So she began to profess, I'm healed. As she talked that I am healed in alignment with the word of God, her tone began to change. Now the mourning and the crying ceased. And I knew that her faith was being built up because she, was, she had believed the word in her heart by understanding the word. The right teaching. She understood the word that faith is not going to be. Faith says, I am healed. Not that I am going to be healed. I am healed. That's what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. A lot of people pray. They want to receive it before they believe it. He said, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. They want the thing to come before they receive it. But Jesus said the scripture, the word of God says, receive it first before it shows up. That is faith. And so he said, Father, I thank you. And I began to let her proclaim these words. Father, I thank you that you have healed me. And someone who said, so when they were afflicted, that you sent forth your word and healed them and delivered them from the grave. Father, I thank you that you have healed me. As she began to say that, I saw that her tone had changed. And so I said, I know now that you have faith. Your faith has been built up. So hang on to that word. Hang on to that I am healed. Let me pray for you. And I prayed for her a second time. When I prayed, listen to what she said. She said, and I asked her, has the symptoms gone? She said, no. And she said something. She said, but I have peace. Glory to God. Then it clicked. Because the spirit of the Lord has taught me. What we're studying now. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Ephesians 6. He said, take up, put on the armor, the armor of, uh, put on the full armor of God. And the first armor is the belt of truth. And what is the truth? The truth is the word of God. John 17, Jesus said, said, Father, truly for them I sanctify myself. He said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So the apostle Paul teaching the church in Ephesus that they should put on the full armor of God. The first armor is the word of God. Secure yourself. A belt is used to secure a clothes. Say, secure yourself with the word of God. And then the next thing we said, with a breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness of God gives us life. We said, although your body is subject to death because of sin, Romans 8, but you have life because of the righteousness of God. Righteousness of Christ Jesus. And he said, after that, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Right after that, you see, readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Readiness. Peace. And the next verse, he said, and now take up the shield of faith. The whole armor of God that the Apostle Paul was teaching his church in Ephesus was so that they will come to the point of faith. Why? He said, now take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of Satan. Not God. You. Why? Because now you have the word in you. You are supposed to extinguish. And this the understanding I did not know. I thought I needed God needed to do something for me. Everything is done by God, but the Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 13, it is Him who works in us to will and to act. 
in order to fulfill his good purpose. Once you are in him, he works through you because he's giving you of his spirit. And so he said, you resist the devil because God is no longer, he's not a God of this world. We live on this earth. He is the God of heaven. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He is the spirit and he's given us of his spirit. And so the Bible says the Apostle Paul, by revelation, spoke in, in, in Ephesians. You read Ephesians 1, Ephesians 2. He said, God, his intention, his intent was that now through the church, we are the church. The manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the authorities and rulers of this dark world according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. He said, therefore, by faith and through faith in him. You see, the same faith again. By faith and through faith in him, we may approach the throne room with confidence. You cannot approach the throne without faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You read through our scripture, everything is by faith. Even the Old Testament, Abraham was justified by faith. Later on, we're going to study that Abraham moved from hope to faith. The Holy Spirit opened my understanding to this revelation. I didn't know that Abraham even started with hope. And transition from hope to faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is in faith. This woman had hope that the Lord will heal her. But then when I taught her the word, and she believed the word, the word manifested by peace. So she said, I feel peace. Not that the symptoms have left. She was still feeling dizzy. Her fever was still rising. She was in emergency. The doctors could not figure out what was going on. They had done all the tests. Nothing was showing up. But then, after the word of God came, she said she has peace. So now, when the peace manifested, she will not complain again. I hope God heals me. That complaint stopped. Why? Now she had the evidence of the word of God in her heart. And so now I knew she had readiness of faith. And by that readiness of faith, I knew now is the time to rebuke that, those symptoms. And I said, hold on to that word. Peace, and I told her, peace is a sign of readiness of it. It means that now you're ready to be healed. And I told her that now I'm going to build the symptoms and they should leave now. And I said the next prayer, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of fever and you spirit of dizziness, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I did not even say the prayer for two minutes. Instantly, the fever left and the dizziness left her. And so I asked her, how do you feel now? I said, it's gone. No fever. And they went and took her out of the emergency room. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. And I'm fully convinced of this. That the reason why a lot of times the glory of the Lord is kept away from us until right now in the churches. We don't see people are sick in the church. And waiting for a, 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 a spiritual manifestation to be healed. Spiritual manifestations. And I understood this from listening to Kenneth E. Again, I didn't know this. Spiritual manifestations of the spirit, and, and I examine with the word of God too, and it's true. Spiritual manifestations are usually for people who do not know the Lord. Sometimes even people who are baby Christians, spiritual manifestations of God will heal them, will bring them the glory, because they're still babies in Christ. But if you have given your life to Christ for a long time, the spirit of God, God wants you by now to have faith by knowing the word. And so, if you're not healed by a spiritual manifestation, you can be healed by the word of God. Because the spiritual manifestation doesn't happen all the time. It is as the spirit of God wills. And now churches, 
are trying to have people dependent on the spiritual manifestation while the word of God can heal them. This woman was not healed by spiritual manifestation. She was healed on her faith in the word of God. If she was dependent on the spiritual manifestation, if it doesn't manifest, if the Holy Spirit doesn't manifest to heal her, she will not be healed. But it is all done by the Spirit, the same Spirit. But she is a Christian. Once you're a Christian, you are supposed to know the Word. This is what the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Simply, the just shall live by the Word of God. If you live by the Word of God, and if the Word has produced evidence in you, you have readiness of faith. And that readiness of faith manifests by peace. Peace. The peace is for you to know. This is why, you see, what happened to this woman is what we read in Philippians uh, 4, the verse 6. Is said, be anxious about nothing, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. You see, that when we prayed with the woman, when I prayed with the woman, when I shared the word of God with her, she was looking for healing. But the first thing that manifested in her heart was peace. Why? Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. That peace she got was to a, an evidence to her that the Lord has heard her. That her, her prayers have been answered. That she now should profess the word of faith. And the symptoms will depart. Hallelujah. The word of God. The word of God is the word of faith. And so what does Peter say? In 2 Peter 1 verse 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. This is NIV. I like the New King James said, everything that pertains to life and godliness through our knowledge of him. The more you gain knowledge of you gain knowledge through the word of God. And the more you gain knowledge of him, the more you discover that God has given us everything. And he said, who called us by his own glory and goodness? The more you gain knowledge of him, the glory and the goodness of God will be revealed in your life. And you read on the verse 4. Listen to this. This is very powerful scripture. Is that through these, through the knowledge, through the knowledge of the word, listen to this. He has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them, through the knowledge, you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. How do you participate in the divine nature? By faith. How do you participate in the divine nature? By faith. By faith. How does this faith come? By the word of God. He said, through the knowledge of God, we may participate in the divine nature. And this divine nature is the divine nature in Christ. Faith. 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 Hallelujah. 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 And so he, he starts by this. The verse 5. The verse 5. Let read first, second Peter, the verse 5. He continues. He said, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So which means he was talking about faith. Make every And I didn't even notice. This is the Spirit of the Lord. Just brought this to my attention right now. He said, for this reason, make every effort. So he's telling them that in order for you to come to the point of knowing that God has given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness, it starts by gaining knowledge of God. And that knowledge of God is that you have faith. But he's telling them that faith is not enough. 
that add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our lord jesus christ but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins hallelujah hallelujah the word of god is through gaining knowledge of God. So for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Which means Peter was talking to them about faith. That when you gain more knowledge of God, that is when you come to the point of faith. And when you come to that point of faith, then it means that now you're ready. You're ready. And that point of it, we were saying that that faith manifests by peace. The first evidence is Ephesians 6. The next evidence we've seen is Philippians 4, the verse 6. Philippians 4, the verse 6. Why is it that when you ask for something, God does not give you what you ask for, but he gives you peace first? That is evidence number two. Now, let's look at evidence. There's several scripture evidence. So, I'm going to give you about... Maybe five or six. Let's see the next evidence. Isaiah 53. We read Isaiah 53, the word about the Lord Jesus. He said, but he was pierced. Isaiah 53 from the verse 4 and 5. He said, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So peace even preceded the word that brought healing. And that is the evidence that I I shared with you. With that woman. The word that brought healing was preceded by peace. Why? Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. This is why throughout the New Testament, you read a word about Jesus when he said, Go, your faith has made you well. Why? Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. If you want to know that the word of God has taken root in your heart, don't look for the physical manifestation. If you ask God for something based on the word of God, what the word of God is teaching us is that look for the evidence of peace in your heart. And how can you have this evidence of peace when what you're hoping for is in alignment with the word of God. And when you believe the word of God, you should have evidence of it. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not something that you can see. And so what we read in Philippians 4, the verse 6 and 7, the verse 6, it said that, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. It's another place that you can see. These things cannot be seen. Faith is a substance of the spirit. God is a spirit. And God is a God of faith. And later on, as we look at the application of faith, you realize that even the whole world, the Apostle Paul writes in in, in Hebrews 11, that the whole world, we understand, was created by faith. God created this world by faith. Why? Because he created the world by his word. Faith comes by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. So God created the world by his word. So he created the world by faith. And later on, we're going to examine creation. If God created a whole universe by faith, then when we examine creation, we should be able to see the demonstration of faith. So when we get to the demonstration of faith, you see that creation is filled with revelation. Revelation of faith. Because our father is a father of faith. He said, Isaiah, Isaiah prophesied this. Even in the Old Covenant, Old Testament, he prophesied of what was to come. He said, and the punishment that brought us peace. 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 He paid for peace. He paid so that we would have readiness of faith through the word. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. He said, and by his wounds, we are healed. This is why the woman who wanted to be healed, she received peace first. Because peace preceded the word that brought healing. And that was that the Holy Spirit was demonstrating to me. Hallelujah. Another evidence. Romans 5. The verse 1 to 2. And I will share this word with you afterwards. But if you can write it down. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome. Those who are believers. These are believers. So it is also for us. So therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Because we've been justified by faith, we have peace. Not we're going to have peace. Why? Because the peace is a sign of readiness of faith. Hallelujah. Peace. If you want to know whether the word of God is taking root in your heart, don't look for anything else but the evidence of peace. And you see that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. It keeps it in a continuous tense because sometimes you have to continue to feed on the word of God more in order to see the peace. It is not a one-time thing. And I believe this also deceives a lot of believers. They think that they can just pick the Bible and just read that one word and leave it and that's it. They should have faith. No. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you continue to feed on the word of God enough. You see that you get to the point where the, the word begins to take root in your heart. And this is why last week we, we learned that we have to examine our heart. The scripture says in Luke 24, the, disciple, the two disciples said, Weren't our heart burning within us as you open our understanding to the scripture? This is how you can tell. Whether the word is taking root in your heart. And so as you feed on the word of God, examine your heart. Is the word taking root in my heart? And when the word of God is taking root in your heart, this is the sign. That there is a burning. There is an inner conviction. You begin to examine. The word begins to pierce. Because the Bible says the word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It's able to divide and divide the heart from the soul. It's able to separate the spirit from the soul. And divide even the marrow. That is how sharp and powerful the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. That's why the Bible says the entrance of his word. Give it light. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. So even as the word of God comes to you now, examine your heart, you begin to see that there's an inner burning. There's an inner conviction of the word in you. And that inner conviction of the word, that is a sign that you're building faith. That is a sign that the word is taking root in your heart. And so it is good to examine yourself. I have seen 
that whenever I begin to live in a natural too much, it means that I'm not feeding on the word of God enough. And the more I come back, when I come back to the word and I begin to feed on the word, all of a sudden my faith is built up and I'm back into the grace. I'm back in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because the, the apostle Paul said, when we are in the body, we are away from the Lord. But when we are clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, we know that we are close to God so that what is mortal, this mortal body, will be swallowed up by life. The word of God. This is why Proverbs said the word of God is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. Because the word is life. That's what the Bible says. In him was life. John 1. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So the word of God produces peace in you. And sometimes because we've been fed a lot of jargons from the word, from the world. And so therefore we need more of the word. We need to renew our mind more with the word. And the more you renew your mind with the word of God, meditating on the word of God, that the word begins to take root in your heart. If you believe the word, it begins to take root in your heart. And that when the word has produced evidence in your heart, then you have readiness of faith. And what we're saying is that that readiness of faith manifest by peace so romans 5 i repeat that 1 verse 2 uh, romans 5 1 to 2 is that therefore since we've been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of god and i want you to take it to romans 8 romans 8 Another evidence of peace is that those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. And I want to pause here before I even get to the point of that peace. Whenever you set your mind on the things of the world, very soon you begin to realize that you're walking in unbelief. Why? The world does not know God. What we read in John 17, Jesus said, He said, Father, they are not of this world. Even if, even if, as, even as I am not of it, we are not of the world. And so this is why Romans 12, the verse 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of the world. And you read Romans 8, it tells us, they said that those that God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. He said, the scripture says, set your mind on things that are above. Set your mind on the word of God. Setting your mind on things that are above is setting your mind on the word of God. Renewing your mind with the word of God. And so he said, for those who live in accordance with the spirit, have their minds set on what the spirit desires. He said, the mind governed by the flesh is death. Why? The mind governed by the flesh is not physical death. He's talking about spiritual death. When your mind is governed by the flesh, you live in spiritual death. Why? Because the mind governed by the flesh cannot descend the things of the spirit. And so you are ignorant spiritually. You're spiritually dead. You cannot descend the things of the spirit. He said, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The word of God is a spirit. So when your mind is governed by the word of God, there is life and peace. This is what Peter said in 2 Peter 
the, through the knowledge of God, we realize that God has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Why? Through the knowledge of him. The knowledge of God brings life and peace. Life and peace. Why? Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And faith comes by the word of God. And so he said, when your mind is governed by the word, you have life and peace. Peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And again, Isaiah says, this is the Apostle Paul talking about what Isaiah says in Romans 15, verse 12 and 13, about the same peace. Is it again Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he will shall he shall he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. You see, when you believe in Christ Jesus, you have hope. You see, he said, In him the Gentiles shall hope. But listen to this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. <laughs> Glory to God. That you may be abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So here, the Apostle Paul is saying that when you believe in Christ Jesus, there is hope of, of something. You, you, you come into the fullness of what you can have. But you will transition from hope to faith, which manifests by peace. And that peace comes by believing. Glory to God. By faith. <laughs> so the whole scripture the whole scripture is filled with the revelation of this and I can go on on and on and on and on and, I, and let me take that again this is a very powerful scripture is it Isaiah says that there shall be a root of Jesse and he who shall arise to reign over the Gentiles in him the Gentiles shall hope because faith starts with hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. There is hope in faith. So he said the Gentiles will hope in Christ. Now may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. Which means when you have hope and you believe the word of God, you will be filled with joy and peace. Because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. When you believe the word of God, it manifests by peace. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at the last evidence. There's several evidence, but this is the evidence that the Holy Spirit would have given you about maybe six or seven scriptures. John 14, verse 27. Here, Jesus was teaching the disciples about the Holy Spirit. And he was getting to the end of his ministry. This is John's testimony about the, about the Lord Jesus. He was getting to the end of his, of his ministry. And he was teaching them about the Holy Spirit. And they seemed confused. They did not understand what Jesus was saying. And so the Lord said, That my peace, I live with you. Why? Read through our scripture. Wherever Jesus went, he said, Peace be with you. Ask yourself, have you asked yourself why? What Jesus, read through our scripture. Most of the time when Jesus went, Peace be with you. When he appeared to them, when he resurrected and appeared to them, he said, peace be with you. Why? Because the peace, he said, what we read in Ephesians, he said, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. The gospel, the word is Christ Jesus himself. And so he brings peace. Peace be with you because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. He gives them peace. 
so that he gives us peace so that we will have readiness of faith to receive because the glory cannot be seen without um, with unbelief the glory cannot be seen without faith and peace is a sign of readiness of faith and so whatever he wants said, peace be with you so that they would have readiness of faith because wherever he is there is a manifestation of glory there is a manifestation of power but without faith you cannot see it you cannot recognize it and so when he began to teach them they did not understand he was teaching them about the holy spirit and they could not understand what jesus was saying they were confused so the lord said this he said my peace john 14 verse 27 my peace i live with you my peace i give you he said i do not give to you as the world gives don't let your heart be troubled why because this peace, this faith, is a substance of the heart. Faith resides in the heart. Romans 10. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You read elsewhere. The Apostle Paul writes. He says, since we have the same as it is written in Psalm, in Psalm 116. Or so, Psalm 116. He says, since it is written. That we believe and therefore we have spoken. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Second Corinthians 4. We also believe and therefore speak. Faith is released by speaking. With demonstration of faith by speaking. And I, I, I said that we will come to this. How you demonstrate faith two ways. By speaking the word of God. And by acting on the word of God, you only speak the word which has been fulfilled through Christ. Salvation and healing, two examples of the word which has already been fulfilled. And so for those words, you don't need to act on the word any way. All you need is speak. Believe the word and speak the word. And when you believe the word, don't look for it. But somebody will say, but I've been speaking the word, but I've not seen anything. Because the word is not in your heart. That is a sign. If you speak the word and you're not seeing the manifestation of the glory of God, it means you don't have faith. You don't have readiness of faith. This is why we're studying that the sign of readiness of faith is peace. So Jesus said, he said, my peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. Jesus knew that it is out of peace, born out of his word, that they would have readiness of faith in the word that he was giving them. That they would have readiness of faith to receive the gift of the Spirit. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to receive, receive anything from the Lord. And so peace in you is a sign or is the evidence that now the Word of God has taken root in your heart. Or peace in you. That is faith in prayer is a sign that your prayer has been heard. That is prayer based on the word of God. And so let's look at the process flow. Here, the process of building faith. As you feed and meditate on the word of God, it produces the substance and the evidence of the word in your heart. And this is why you can have people, they can memorize scripture. They memorize scripture, they can quote all scripture. They speak and nothing happens. Because the word is not in their heart. A typical example is the Pharisees. They knew the scripture. 
They could make, repeat it, they could recite it. But the word had not taken root in your heart. But God knows the heart and mind of every man. And so these days I believe the church, the church is not seeing the manifestation of the glory of God because the word has not taken root in our heart. And we say, oh, but this man of God, we saw a manifestation. When this man of God was alive, there was a manifestation of the spirit. God used him mightily because they knew the word. The words was in your heart. They were anointed and they fed on the word of God. No anointing can stay without the word of God. Without the word of God. The word is what brings the manifestation of the glory of God. Because the word is the source of faith. And so as you meditate on the word of God, what we've learned is examine your heart. The word will produce peace in you. The word will produce peace in you. And I know we've learned how to examine our heart. That there will be an inward burning desire based on the word. There will be a turning within you. That there is something that is changing within you. The word of God. Because the Bible says when the word of God comes, it either judges you, it convicts you. It changes something in you. The word. Because you have the spirit of Christ in you, it is easy. The Bible says in, 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 in 1 John 2, 27, it says, Saints, he said, you do not need anyone to teach you. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God is the teacher. And so it is the spirit of God that manifests the word by, as peace in your heart. And so what I always ask, I tell people, is that ask the Holy Spirit to come in and bring you into the truth. He is a teacher. He is a comforter. If you're going through a difficult time, ask the Holy Spirit to comfort you. He is a comforter as well. But the word, because he testifies to the word, as you meditate on the word, the word will produce peace in you. And when you have the peace born out of the word of God, the peace of the gospel of the Lord Jesus, then it means that now you're ready to exercise your faith. Is what I would say, look for the evidence of peace before you act on the word of God. If you don't see the evidence of peace, if you don't sense the evidence of peace in you, it means that you need more of the word. Not that you're not doing right. It means that you need more because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So continue to meditate on the word to the point that you have the evidence of the word in you which manifests by peace. When you have the evidence in you, which manifests by peace, nobody will even tell you to act. The word in itself, the spirit of the Lord, who testifies to the word, will begin to manifest. There is a compulsion born out of the spirit because of the word in you. Because the word is power. Hallelujah. And so peace in your heart is a sign of readiness of faith. Hallelujah. So the apostle Paul also wrote, he said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, we were called to peace. In Colossians 3, verse 15. He said, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. He's talking about, let the evidence of the word of God rule in your heart. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. You see, what most people have not realized, the only difference between us and unbelievers is that they don't have faith. Why? Christ Jesus died for all of them. Jesus did not only die for Christians. He died for everyone. 
The Bible says in John 3, 16 very clearly, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that everyone who believes in him. So the only difference is the belief. And so John 1, verse 2 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed faith, the only difference is that they do not believe. Jesus died for them. The only difference is that they have not come to the point of faith. Either by them not hearing the word or by them hearing the word and rejecting the word. And I want to, I want you to, I want to leave you with this question. And as we go on, we'll continue to examine this. This is the question and we'll continue next week. This is the question I want to leave you with. Healing, I said healing and salvation are two fulfilled words of God. Ask yourself, why are Christians the same people because the same word that brought salvation is the same word that brought healing? Isaiah 53. Healing and salvation are both fulfilled words of God. You need the same process for them to manifest. Romans 10, verse 8 to 10. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The same word came. The same way, the same way it, it, it's demonstrated. Ask yourself, why are the same people who are able to get saved by faith, by believing the word of God and professing the word of God, are not able to be healed? Now, have you asked yourself that question? Both are fulfilled. But the same people who believed the word of God and got saved cannot believe the word to get healed. Why? Because you don't hear Word about healing. Until I listened to Canadian, you know, until the Holy Spirit has taught me this word, until I listened to it, I had never heard, really heard anyone teaching about healing. You don't hear it. Why? This is why we're not seeing the manifestation of healing in the churches because faith comes by the word of God. Until you are taught, you will not have readiness of faith. Until you yourself learns it or studies it, you will not have readiness of faith. And so I would say that if you want to see the manifestation of the glory of God, if it's something delaying in your life, go to the word. Meditate on the word to the point that the word, examine, you have hope. You're hoping for something. There's something you want God to do for you. Go back to scripture. What does scripture say about those things? Then begin to take those scripture, meditate on it day and night, and begin to speak the word. Speak the word of God says it may not manifest immediately because faith comes by hearing you may not you have to get to the point of faith which is the word of God manifesting in your heart by peace because before you see and you speak the word before you see the manifestation of the glory and you begin to profess the word over your life you will see you begin to profess it you will see I have done this in my life and I've seen it manifest in my life and I've see, I see it each and every day even in my wife, healed, healed several times. The word of God, the word works. So anytime that I see that I'm not getting something, that some blessings are delaying, oh, I go back to the word. I begin to meditate on the word, begin to examine the situation in the lens of the word of God. The Bible says the mind governed by the, the spirit is life and peace. And so as you examine the, the, the situation by the word of God, believe the word, have the evidence of the word, because sometimes you need more of the word before you get to the point of peace, which manifests as a sign 
of the readiness of faith. Hallelujah. And I leave you with this. I leave you with this. The Apostle Paul said, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body we were called to peace. We were called to peace because peace is a sign of readiness of faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, without the peace born out of the word of God, you may even lose a glory that is already manifesting in your life. Unless we could continue from there. If something is God is doing something in your life and you do not continue to hold, and so the, Jesus said, hold fast to the word of faith. Hold fast to your confession. Otherwise, you may lose the glory when you slip back into unbelief. And a typical example we examine is Peter. When Jesus told Peter to walk on the water, Peter took his eye off Christ. The Bible says, when he saw the waves. The scripture says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Peter now began to examine his situation by what he saw. He saw the waves. And the Bible says he began to panic. And fear set in his heart. And doubt set in. Fear is not of God. Fear brings unbelief. And unbelief will bring the glory of God. will cause you to lose the glory. So Jesus was right next to him. But he began to sink. And that is how, what is happening to a lot of Christians. That this God is manifesting some blessings in their life. But they move away from the word of God. Jesus is the living word. The Bible says, when Peter saw the waves, which means he took his eye off Christ, who is the living word. This written word reveals the living word. He took his eye off Christ and began to look at the physical. When you begin to look at the physical, it can only bring fear. Fear brings doubt. And doubt is unbelief. And when the unbelief sinks into his heart, the Bible says he began to sing. So Jesus said, why did you doubt? He doubted the glory that he was walking in. And I believe a lot of times people lose the glory. So there are people living in the church. When God blesses them, they begin to hide. Hey, I don't want anyone to see it. Because the riches and the wizards will take away. Because they have no peace. They have Because they don't know the word of God. And this is what is happening. And by, as the Holy Spirit allows, that my prayer is this word will get out to more people. That more people understand this. Because it works. Once you're able to come into the revelation of the word of God. And we're not even done yet. We're not even halfway through the, the subject of faith yet. There is more. And I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit, the journey that the Spirit of the Lord has taken us on. is still the subject of faith. And so I want to encourage you with this. As you go through your daily life. Examine whatever you're doing in the lens of the word of God. No matter what, examine it with the lens of the word of God. Jesus said, said Father, truly is for them I sanctify myself. He said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So the word of God helps us. The word of God is, is the truth. The word of God is the truth. So as you examine your situation... By the word of God. That you can tell. That whether that situation is. It's in the will of God or not. And if it's in the will of God. Believe the word. Speak the word. Continue to speak the word. Until it manifests as peace. In your life. And when the, when the word manifests by peace. The apostle Peter says. Through the knowledge of God. You come to the point to know that. 
He's given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Is why I want to stand on this word. And I'm playing the goodness of God. Because the Bible says in Acts 10 38, Peter said, How God, when Peter was testifying in Cornelius' household, he said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. I just feel that impression in my spirit to pray for the goodness of God. I don't know where you are in your life, but I want to stand in faith with you. Whatever you're expecting God to do for you, if there is a goodness, if there's a glory that has been kept away from you because of unbelief, Jesus said, he said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. And because of the word of God that has come to you. So I believe if you have received this word, I believe you have readiness of faith. Readiness of faith. And by that readiness of faith, I want to join my faith with you in prayer. And I want to stand in the name of Jesus. That the goodness of God will be released into your life now. The anointing of the living God is in this place. This is the mandate that he has given us. He said, you go speak my word. But my spirit will testify concerning the word. And the spirit of the Lord testifies to this word. It is not my word. This is the word born of the spirit. As all the apostle Paul said. He said, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace. Giving me through the working of his power. He said, although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people. This grace he's given me. To preach to the Gentiles and all the world. The boundless riches of Christ. And to make plain his mystery. Glory to God. This morning you've heard the mystery of God. You've heard the mystery of the word about Christ. In faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The anointing of the living God is in this place. And as you open up your heart. I want to stand in faith with you. Let any closed door be opened now. In the name of Jesus. Let every delayed situation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ramasini alare wokia zarabasi rabo holeki anari akapasa harabosa marali rihale kapasa. Oh my Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Indeed, your word is truth, and indeed your word is life. This is the child that you have given us. The Bible says you work with the apostles, and you fulfilled your word through the signs and wonders. That followed your ministry. Glory to God. They followed them because they spoke not your words, but your word. This morning, your word has been spoken in all its power and authority. The Bible says you taught with all power and authority. Not as the Pharisees. Glory to God. We do not teach like men, but we teach the word born of the Spirit of God. The Apostle Paul said, He said, When I came to you, I did not come in human eloquence. Oh, glory to God. I do not have the wisdom to be able to profess these words. But they were by the power of the Spirit. He said the word came to you with the power of the Spirit. Or with the demonstration of the Spirit's power and deep conviction. And you have received the conviction of the word. Now you have readiness of faith. You have peace in your life now. By the anointing of the word. I want to stand in faith with you now in the name of Jesus. I command every door that is closed be opened now in the name of Jesus. Any situation that is delayed, any glory of the living God that has been delayed in your life, now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the power of his word, I command those doors to crack open now.
now in the name of Jesus. Receive. Glory to God. Glory to God. Every delayed situation be abolished now in the name of Jesus. That the anointing and the power of his presence. The Bible says we serve a God who is able to resurrect the dead. Who is able to cause things into being that is not. Or that is faith. Feathers. His divine power has given to us everything that pertains to life. Through our knowledge of him. We have gained knowledge this morning. In Ephesians is right. Is a praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us. Not going to bless us. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. With every spiritual blessings in Christ. Because he chose us in him. Before the foundations of the earth. To be holy and blameless in his sight. In love. He predestined us from adoption to session. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. To the praise of his glory. Father, let the anointing of your word set doors, crack doors open right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. There was nothing that was, that was made without a word. Glory to God. The entrance of his word give it light. It is impossible for any situation to remain the same when the word has been received. The word brings his glory. The glory of the one and only begotten who came from the Father. Full of grace and truth. The truth is the word. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for what you have done. And for what you continue to do in our lives. Then these last days there will still be a people who will open up their spirit and their heart. To see the manifestation of your love. For the love of God has been poured out. And the Lord said this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. The word of God brings light. The entrance of his word. Give a light. The light of God. The light of the living God. Receive, receive the word. Receive the word in your spirit. For the anointing of the word to set your heart right. Set your mind right. To bring his glory into full manifestation in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, you are a good father. The Bible says when the Israelites in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 that when they saw the glory of the Lord above the temple they knelt down with their faces to the ground it's a glory hallelujah praise be to the God oh Lord almighty for you are God and your love endures forevermore your mercy is a scripture that you desire mercy and not sacrifice Father by your mercy by your mercy cause every door that is closed to be opened in our lives Right now, in the name of Jesus, crack open now in the name of Jesus. I repeat to you, seed of Satan, I command you now in the name of Jesus, be open now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, I bless you, honor you for speaking to us. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your anointing right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Rabba Sahonama. Rebo Sahonama Kasi Arabasia. 
Wherever you are, begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. The scripture says in all things we should give faith. Begin to thank God for what he has done. Father, we praise you because you are God and your love endures forevermore. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you that every door is opened. Every door that is closed. Every glory that has been cut away from us is open now by the power of your word, by the power of your anointing. As it is written, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Spirit of a living God. Continue to thank you. Thank you for all that He's done. The Bible says, Abraham, you read, we read Romans 4. The Bible says, Abraham against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Abraham started with hope, but when he believed the word of God, he transitioned from hope to faith. Glory to God, believe the word. And the Bible says, the scripture says that without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. And also Sarah's womb was also dead. But yet, yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. What was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Glory to God. This morning, I have the impression in my spirit that doors will begin to open now in the name of Jesus. So begin to give him glory for what he has done. So therefore I tell you, whatever you have, whatever you shall ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. Rabbi Sahanama, his goodness, his anointing, his word is cracking every door open, every delayed blessing. There is a leap in the spirit right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And men, men who have seen you worship the Lord, men who have seen you do all these things for the Lord, now we begin to see that the glory is manifesting in you at a greater height like never seen before. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That just within your heart, just thank you. Thank you, Father. We glorify you. We magnify your holy name for your presence in this place. The scripture says, In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are eternal pleasures. Let the pleasures of your presence, the pleasures, the pleasures at your right hand, because Christ Jesus is seated at the right hand, and the scripture says, We're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God! Glory to God! This is our inheritance. The Bible says he's given us of the spirit. The spirit is a deposit. God in the fullness of the inheritance until the redemption of all those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. We praise the Lord God Almighty. 
Rabboni Kalini Alarabosia. Be magnified in this place. Be exalted above all. Be exalted above all in this place. We thank you that you have come and touched us. We thank you that you've spoken to our hearts. We thank you that you renewed us in you. In the name of Jesus. That in these last days, oh, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. And therefore we are children of the light. Because the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. I bless you and I magnify your holy name. Because you are God. Because you are God. Because you are God. Oh, the apostle Paul said, he said, this love which surpasses knowledge. He said, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor future, nor any powers thereof, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. His love, his peace, his joy. Glory to God. Glory to God, there is victory. Victory right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. I thank you that you visited us this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your goodness runs after us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I stand in faith with my brothers, O oh God, and sisters at the sound of my voice right now. And we thank you for what you have done to us, done for us this morning. And Lord, it is an honor that we would not even matter. We're not even worthy. But this grace that you've given us to come into fellowship with you. This is love. Not that you loved, we loved you, but that you loved us. And you gave your son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins that we might live through him. We thank you for this love. We thank you for this peace born out of your word. We thank you that your word has taken root in our heart. And even as we go about our daily activity, my Lord and my Savior, let your word continue to bear fruit in us. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you will go forth and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you shall ask in my name, the Father will grant you. He said, ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And so, Father, we have asked that every door be opened, every closed door be opened now, that every glory that has been kept away from us be revealed in our lives. We bless you, and we honor you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.